Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, yes. A good Monday, one and all. Hope you had a great weekend. It is Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. You've got uh, Mike and Peter across the way, Bokish, with your updates. Next three hours, we take you right here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Taz? How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You were out sick on Friday. I was seeing how you're yeah, feeling better. People get sick sometimes. You have two days to recover. I'm here. I'm rock and rolling. Good, good. Well, glad to see you and glad you're feeling a little bit better. And uh, we got plenty to chat about over the course of the next three hours. We certainly do. Um, and we'll get it going a little bit of baseball because last night, game two of the American League Championship Series went deep into the night. Ended around 1 o'clock Eastern time uh, in the morning. Nearly uh, five hours of baseball, Taz, that went the Astros way 3-2 on the Carlos Correa walk-off home run for the Houston Astros to even up that series at a game apiece after game one was kind of a ho-hummer affair that went the Yankees' way as they dominated offensively, putting up seven runs. Um, and, um, you know, the uh, you know Masahiro Tanaka was very, very good last night. Paxton only gives you two-plus innings for the Yankees. They go to that bullpen early, um, and the Astros are able to survive that Yankees bullpen. And Verlander, even though he was not... You know, typical Justin Verlander brilliance in October was good enough. And then the Houston bullpen got to tip the cap to them. Uh, they went mano a mano with that Yankee bullpen as Correa hits the walk-off in the bottom of the 11th. Yeah, it was. It was uh, the overview was a hell of a game, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed watching it. It was definitely great. It's a game that obviously the, the Strohs needed to win uh, at home. You know, it's a big deal to tie this series up. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as you're watching the game, you're thinking this thing's probably going to go extra innings, and that's exactly what happened. But yeah, I thought Verlander was excellent. I, you know, I mean, yeah, I, 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 thought, I really did. I thought he was, I thought he was excellent. They did a good job utilizing the bullpen. The Astros did. But yeah, I had a lot of fun, fun watching the games. So it was tough for your Yanks. You guys lost the game, but it's still you knew this was going to be a, a knuckle up uh, fist fight between these two teams. Yeah, and and you kind of want to get greedy if you're a Yankee fan. You know, take the first two games down in Houston. Yeah, um, you, can, sure. you know, and you could look at Aaron Boone decided to take out um, Chad Green after what was you know six up, six down as he relieved James Paxton, puts Adovino in with a two one lead. He promptly gives up the solo blast to George Springer. Um, then you have the scenario where you know the Yankees have first and second Verlander's last inning of work. Uh, two out, uh, Brett Gardner rips one right off of Altuve, bounces uh, between, you know, first and second, right toward the second base bag. Carlos Correa makes an unbelievable play as Phil Nevin, the Yankee third base coach, decides to send DJ LeMahieu around third. Correa picks the ball up barehanded, does a little turn, fires an absolute strike to Chirinos at home to get LeMahieu by about eight to ten feet. Um, and I had a little bit of an issue there with Nevin sending uh, DJ LeMahieu, even though Gary Sanchez was up next, uh, and he has really struggled in this postseason for the Bombers, up at the plate. 
He does not look like uh, the, what he looked like in really the offensive, prodigious offensive catcher that he has shown himself to be for the majority of his young Yankee career. Uh, he has not hit the ball all that well. I would not have sent LeMahieu there. I know that uh, some would argue one way or the other. Uh, they don't have an issue with it. I don't have that big of a problem with it. Uh, but certainly uh, you can get on Boone by some of his managerial decisions, even though you look at uh, him deciding to go to Adovino, and Springer's been a, a very, very good hitter, uh, certainly off with off-speed pitches all season long. Adovino hung, hangs an off-speed pitch, and he hits it to straightaway center field, or to right away the left center field, right near the train tracks to tie the game up at two. Yes. Um, so that the base hit that you know where, uh, by Gardner, where uh, the shorts that came over and, and threw him out at home, uh, threw which they out at uh, home plate was definitely a, a play. That I'm thinking, wow, you know, what do you do for your third, that third base third base coach? I know what you're saying you wouldn't have sent him, and I, and I, I thought the same thing watching it live. Like, oh, man, why did they send him? Uh, but I mean, the shortstop came all the way across the middle infield to 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 grasp the loose ball. And make the play. What a hell of a dime he threw. I mean, he threw a, oh. it was a great, great throw. Got a cannon for an all. I know. And it was an amazing throw. Great play. Uh, bang, bang. And, you know, I mean, they took a shot, the Yankees. I, I wouldn't. I think if you watch the play again and you watch the ball rolling off the second baseman, it was a rope by Gardner, and who I, I was happy for because he was pressing. He had two strikeouts, I think, at the time. And he, you could just like I love Gardner. He just there's something about him. There's a tense attention about him. I like as a player. But when he's, like I said, I think he had two strikes, two strikeouts on him at that point in the in the in the bottom of sixth, uh, top of sixth. I mean, when he's when he, you could feel that tension off him. So when he hit that ball, I was happy to hit something solid. And uh, and as it dribbled off second off the second baseman, um, man, it, it, it you're kind of splitting hairs there if you're the third base coach. You know, what I mean, but. Obviously, he threw him out by at least, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 feet. So. Yeah, he was dead to rights. Listen, it's a great play by Correa. Uh, it just is to hammer home the point that you just made, uh, to come over and uh, right off, uh, you know, right off the shot by Gardner when it bounces off of Altuve at second. You're thinking to yourself, maybe that's going to go into short center field. It does not. I mean, Nevin's got full view of it. The Yankee third base coach, as he was halfway down the third base line watching the play unfold, he decides to send, and listen, it takes a great barehanded pickup by Correa, throw home an absolute seed to the plate mm. in order to get DJ LeMahieu. You know, he bounces it in there. Maybe it's a, obviously a little bit closer of a play because Torino's then has to scoop it and maybe come over. If it's a little bit right. off center, then maybe. So you're forcing the defense to make a play, and that's fair. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not going to scream and holler about it here on, right. on this Monday well, morning, Taz. Yeah. You know, it, it's not one of those where I think that that's really what cost the Yankees the game. Even the even with Boone taking out you know Green and putting Adovino in, and then he promptly on his first pitch gives up the game tying home run. You know the Yankees didn't do all that much offensively. Um, you know even though I think they were fouling pitches off, fouling pitches off, fouling pitches off against Verlander. And when you get into that you know Astros bullpen, you think the Yankees are going to be able to score some runs, and they just didn't. Um, you know the Astros I believe were one for ten with runners in scored position. The Yankees were one for two, but didn't score that run based on the play we were just talking about in the sixth inning. Right. But that was a Gardner hit with a runner in scoring position with Lemayhu getting thrown out at home. You know I, I I think for the Yankees I you know you come back home for three games Tuesday afternoon Wednesday night and Thursday night the series is tied up a game apiece. I think those that say well if you signed on the dotted line for it to be evened up going back home you would have taken it. I agree with that, but I would also have concerns here about Paxton. 
um, uh, moving forward because Paxton has he closed out the regular season pitching brilliantly for the Yankees, pitching like their best pitcher. Um, and here in the postseason, you know, he went four plus innings against the Twins. Talked about he had so much adrenaline after that game going through him that he could barely feel his body. And then last night down in Houston, whether he was tipping pitches or not, he only gives you two plus innings against the Astros. You cannot have a guy that's one of your top three starters, yeah. you know, giving you what a combined seven innings. It's I think horrible. in his first, in his two yeah. postseason starts, Taz, you can't be having that. I mean, even no. though the Yankee bullpen's great, that's a bullpen killer. Yeah, I don't know what ha- I don't know if he choked. I don't know what it was. He just, I mean, Paxton just. He looked like he just his stuff wasn't there. It just wasn't there, and they kept getting in jams. And I think Boone did the right thing, yanking him as early as he did. I I, I was like, wow, you could see he was pissed too when when Boone came out to take him out. But look, what is <laughs> this? Is why this is why this guy's a hell of a skipper. He did the right thing at that point in the game. You got to win these games. So, you know, um, I think Boone did the right thing, and you know, you, you got you got to you got to. Pitch those guys that are sitting in the bullpen at this point because you want to win games. You want you definitely want it. They didn't win the game, but you know I have no problem with him pulling them, uh, pulling Paxton. But I'll tell you, I do think I like the Yankees' chances big time to the point you just made. Cuss they're coming home, and I think it's uh, listen. The Astros are going to have an ambitious task. Uh, getting maybe any victories uh, on the road at Yankee Stadium, in my opinion. I mean, you know, I think they could win with Garrett Cole tomorrow afternoon. I mean, he's, you know, 11 straight starts of 10 or or, or more strikeouts. Um, And, you know, the Yankees want to end the series in the Bronx because if they go back to Houston, they're staring at Verlander and Cole in game six and seven. Um, So you don't want to – that's really not the the cozy confines you want um, if you're the Yankees. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because you don't know. You're not going to get a lot of length out of Severino. The bullpen's been, you know, pretty taxed here. Um, you know, especially even with the day off today. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, I hopefully it's a long series. I mean, I, you know, I, I think for the for Major League Baseball, it sh- you, you hope that it is because uh, it, it'd be good for the sport. I mean, of course, I would like to see the Yankees win it. If the Yankees end up winning in four or five games, I mean, in five games, so be it. Um, if that series ends on Thursday night, Taz, but. You know, for Paxton, there was a. Did you see that exchange? Did you see uh, Bregman uh, yelling at his teammates in terms of pointing out the glove? Yes. Um, Last Mm -hmm. night. So there was an issue with Paxton, and the Houston Astros are fantastic at stealing signs as an organization. Uh, Bothers a lot of teams, especially at home. The Dodgers are another team that, you know, the kind of the book is out that a lot of people believe that they steal signs when they are at home. Um, and and have a you know a relay system or able to figure things out, but um, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you have yeah. a problem with that? Do you have a problem with that? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Some no, people do. And, I don't. And it's part of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, think really, if, I look at it as part of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Taz, if 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 you're getting if you're getting the sign stolen on you, it's kind of you're kind of like lazy. Fault, right? I mean, it's yeah, your yeah. fault. It's I, I put more on you than anybody else. And yeah, no, I agree. Right. I agree. So. Um, so Bregman last night yelled at his teammates the you know the glove the glove. So there was an issue a year you know earlier this year when Paxton was down in Houston that based on how he was holding his glove and where it was positioned um that they knew what pitch was coming. So you know and and I forget exactly what the designation was in terms of but I guess it, I guess he was doing the same thing last night mm. or there was a possibility that he was doing it last night a buddy of mine who kind of analyzes that kind of stuff, said uh, on one of his throws that got hammered, you could tell the knuckle curve was coming mm. uh, based on how he was holding his glove, the position of his glove. So, I mean, that's something that needs to be cleaned up, but I don't even think he was particularly sharp as it is. 
but the Astros clearly are a team that do their homework, Taz. And if they're gonna, if they're gonna get, if they can find any sort of an edge, like uh, supposedly they did last night, or uh, you know, um, you know, kind of connecting the dots, then then they're gonna use it, which I I don't have any kind of a concern about. And they were desperate need for a win. If out of win, win win the game in eleven innings, if Correa doesn't hit that home run, they might still be playing baseball right oh, now. Oh no, no doubt, no doubt about it. It was a shot too, but I mean, you know, he got a hold of it. He you know it was. He sat on the pitch and just lit it up. I mean, it was great. I mean, that was a great shot for sure. But as far as the, the you know, packs with the pitches and stuff in his glove, I mean, I, I think that's great. I think that's that's a team that's prepared. That's a you know, you don't think about when you think about pro baseball, major league baseball, you don't think about film. You don't think about tape. You don't think about teams sitting down and watching tape or watching film or talking about guys. I mean, you think of that in the NFL or something like that or the NBA. But it happens. They do do it. That's why you'll see a lot of fans don't realize. You watch a guy who's out in the outfield, a guy, you know, whatever, a guy pops out to a center fielder, and then you'll see a shot of the left fielder or the right fielder. He takes his hat off a lot of times and looks at his vi- under his visor. Well, because he's always looks at a piece of paper in his pocket. Because he's got the scout of who's coming up next, where he normally hits the ball. I mean, some people I don't think pay attention to that when they're watching the game. That's what they're doing. So, uh, you know, that it, it's it's scout. It's scouting guys, and that's what they did here uh, for sure. Uh, see what kind of pitches uh, Paxton was throwing. But yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he 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 just did not have good stuff last night. Hence, why he didn't go <laughs> too long at all in the game. Yeah, and you're going to get a series there, um, which is going to be fun. Taz, as it comes back to New York, uh, four o'clock uh, Eastern time is the start on on Tuesday afternoon with Garrett Cole and Luis Severino going to be the starters for the Astros and the Yankees, respectively. Because you're going to get a series there in the NLCS. It doesn't look appear that way. You know, you got um, Strasburg on the mound tonight for the Washington Nationals as they come back home. After taking the first two games out in St. Louis, uh, even with the best starter on the mound for the Cardinals, I mean, to think now with the mojo that the Washington Nationals have going, with the way they came back on the Brewers in the wild card game, two games to one down, three one down in the eighth inning against the Dodgers in game five of the divisional series, it's hard to envision this. Amazingly enough, we're saying this, or I'm saying this, it's hard to envision the Nats not winning two of the next five games. Yeah, I mean, I talked to argue that. for but for a team that can't, couldn't find a way to win a series, it's amazing. Now all they do is find a way to win. <laughs> it's yeah, it really is amazing. They, they just they have. I mean, we you know, hear it all the time. We talk about momentum, momentum, momentum. This is something with momentum. They just roll them up momentum right now. I mean, it's it's insane. I I didn't expect this to happen. I, like I said, I didn't expect them to beat the Dodgers to get out to get, to get out of the NLDS. And now they're sitting, how they're sitting over what they've done over the weekend, super impressive. Well, and how about the fact that you have Annabelle Sanchez take a no hitter into the eighth in game one, and then you have Scherzer take a no hitter into the seventh in game two? Amazing. Amazing. Their and defense, that's, their and pitching that's a great, unbelievable. Yeah, that is a Cardinal team that put up 10 spot, 10 runs in the first inning against the Braves in game five of the divisional series. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I was watching some of it Saturday when they, what, they went 3 1 Saturday over the Cards. And I'm like, man, man, these guys. To your point about Scherzer, I mean, he's a stud. The pitching's just—it's just they just everything is just clicking for them right now. And I do think get getting that winning that um winning the series over the Dodgers. I think really, really the NLDS really, really built their confidence, and they believe in themselves. The Washington Nationals right now, big time. 
And, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is the uh, Cardinals have an ambitious task here to try and get out of the NLCS and get a win here or two. Yeah. So good luck to them. Yeah, well, they're going to need I'd one. rather see the Cardinals advance to the Nats, me personally, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, well, you know how I'm on that Nat bandwagon. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, for for baseball, um, they'd probably rather see St. Louis in there as well, a little bit more of a, a national team than, than the Washington Nationals are, ironically enough. But, right. um yeah, I think for baseball, you you know, they need this ALCS to go deep because it does not appear the NLCS will. Um, and if this American League Championship Series task, say if the Yankees win this in, in five games, say they win the next three games in yeah. the Bronx, and the Nationals end this series at some point in the next three games down in Washington, you know, that's, that's not a lot of – I mean, Washington and the Yankees will be an interesting series, certainly, and the Yankees are a national brand – well, that's not really doing anything for anything for Major League Baseball, nor is getting a five-hour game is what you got last night, a game that starts. Why does that game not start at 7 oh, last please night? please tell me. I was getting so mad because I was thinking the same thing. It's so aggravating how late that – I mean, I, I, this game, put this game during, during the day. Let's sink our teeth into this game. I'll, I'll flip off the NFL and watch this game. I mean, God, I mean, that's... Like, well, I, I think they're fearful of going head-to-head with, with the NFL. Like, you stick that game on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Doesn't it get buried a little bit? Yeah, but there's, le- as you know, there's less game NFL games on at 4. At, there is, you know right. what I mean? That's all. So, you're going against the, what was the Chargers and Steelers last night, which was just, you know, not really... Well, well it was a yeah, dreadful bad, football yeah. game. Especially the first half. It was right. horrible. Yeah, so it was tough to take. Okay, but I'm not even going to get greedy to where it starts in the afternoon, right? Because, I, you know, I think for, for Fox as well, they don't want to stick it on in the afternoon because they're doing the game. So, you know, they're not going to be – they don't want to put, you know, the ALCS on against, you know, their Fox thing when they're throwing sure. that on Fox Sports 1. So, you know, they're not going to kind of, you know uh, – Yeah, not, no, that makes sense. They're not they, going to they eat, eat, eat it. You're right, they're not going to eat it. Right, right. Eat it. So – you look at that game last night, though, for the fact that it starts at 8. You could start that game at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock Eastern time. You know, 6 local, 4 Pacific. Well, it's a Sunday afternoon. You're not asking people to leave work early. that are working, you know, 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. You know, the season ticket holders. I mean, there might be some that have to make an adjustment in terms of, you know, a work schedule. But you start that game at 7. That game ends at midnight Eastern time last night, not 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern time to where – you know, people are bleary-eyed waking up this morning or turning the game off. Well, no, and, and to your point, like, you could start the game at 7 o'clock, man, because the freaking NBC game, the NFL game, the, the Steelers and the, and the dang Chargers. I'm, I'm in total agreement with you, you know, but unfortunately they don't. And then that game drops an anchor where the Yankees are using nine pitchers, and we go five hours, you know, only 11 innings. In the regular season, you go five hours, usually – that's like a 14, 15, 16 in a game. Yeah. Yankees, went, Yankees and Astros went five hours, went 11 innings in five hours. Crazy, crazy. Uh, it's Taz of the Moose with you. Just getting going. A little baseball. We'll get into all the football as well. Plenty to chat about here on this Monday morning. CBS Sports Radio. This is Major League Baseball legend Frank Thomas. You're listening to Taz and Moose on the CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're 
listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, a little good information for Focus there um, during the course of the break. So give me the feel in terms of uh, the issue last night with the 8 o'clock start. Why the 8 o'clock start? So my very uneducated guess is that last night, 7 was impossible. 7 Eastern, they wanted to make sure they cleared Cowboys Jets, which is a national game on Fox, at which is 4.30. So 7 would have been two and a half hours in. There's no chance starting then. Gotcha. 7.30 would have been right at the end of Cowboys Jets. So they probably wanted to go to 8 to make sure... Everybody was clear, and then Listen. off to base. Because tonight they're starting at 7.30 in the NL. They are. But so, but aren't on, on Wednesday and Thursday, aren't they starting at 8? Because the first game's at 4, because it's a double gotcha. header. I know you're defending uh, Fox. Not defending, just thinking out loud. That. But the Dodgers, the, Dodge, the Cowboys-Jet uh, game was, was already... By seven o'clock, it's in the deep in the fourth quarter. Right, but they, they don't at four twenty-five. But they don't want you. They don't want those games. There are two Fox properties. They don't want them going on at the same time. How do you know? Uh, be my guess. Oh, so you just guess? Yeah, guessing. I'm just guessing. All right. You say well, like it's a fact. No, no, I'm just thinking out loud. I wonder why if it wasn't a Cowboy game at four twenty-five that was the national game if they would have started at seven thirty, or if it wasn't the Jets and or the it wasn't Yankees. The Jets, right? Yeah, fair. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's why, you know, you have to stay. Uh, and no one anticipated, obviously, that game going five hours. But, no. I mean, that was a lengthy game. A lengthy, lengthy playoff game. Doing more brought to you by the Home Depot. Visit homedepot.com for details on flooring, appliances, and bathroom. Home improvement is the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. How about Kyle Allen, uh, the Panthers quarterback? He threw for 227 yards and two touchdowns in Carolina's win versus Tampa yesterday morning. Uh, early over in England, 9.30 Eastern time, 6.30 Pacific, that game got going. Um, Bogus is in the house. You heard the voice already. What's going on, Andrew? Good morning. How are you? Al, good morning. I love how you come in, Andrew. You have this whole commentary about sports TV programming with your expertise. Mm. And then it's like a cold open. And then that's your official open. Right. It's tremendous. That's when you know you're over and you're a star. That's what it means. (laughs) That's what it means. So no Ben Roethlisberger, no Mason Rudolph, basically no problems for the Pittsburgh Steelers last night in L.A. They built a 24-0 lead, then hung on for a 24-17 victory over the Chargers. Undrafted rookie QB Devlin Hodges, a winner in his first career start. Honestly, speechless. Um... I mean, like I said, that's that's something that, uh, you know, since I was five years old, since I threw my first touchdown pass, that's something that I've always just kind of dreamed, dreamed about. The Steelers protected Hodges. He went 15 for 20, 132 yards, a touchdown and a pick. James Conner caught that TD pass. He ran one in as well. And the Pittsburgh D had three takeaways, including Devin Bush's nine-yard fumble return score to start the night. Both these teams are now you know, two and four. Good for this kid, Hodges. You know what? Seriously, good for him. This kid went to Samford. Not Stanford. Right. Stanford. <laughs> I mean, like, that's impressive, man. That really is. That that he was able to get that. That was a good job. I'm happy for him, really. You and know what I, also is impressive? The the fact that they're able to win a game with him at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you know, not yeah. only the fact of him individually, but the fact that, you know, that defense steps up, the Chargers show you I mean, it's basically a home crowd out in Los Angeles. I mean, it's amazing the amount of Steeler fans and you know, uh, 
And that, not just that, every opponent, they packed that building. Uh, and you know, with that, the Cowboys and Jets, too. Yeah, Cowboys. right. That, but that but did, I get, you get but that saying, is, yeah. I mean, at least that's New York. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. go out to Los Angeles, they're playing in a soccer know, stadium, you, you know, and right, it's like yeah. 35,000. It's like basically, it's... Oh, right, they're yeah. cracking out. We had the conversation last week about the terrible towels. They're cracking yeah. out the terrible towels, I, I, I and the Chargers are home. <laughs> right. I mean, they got to look around that stadium and say... What is going on? But how about that Steelers staff? I mean, they're on their third quarterback now. They go on the road in Los Angeles and, and beat a team that was perceived to be a playoff team before the start of the year. That's well, a hell of a win. Well, more important than all of that, how about Snell? My man, yeah, Benny, Benny Snell. Snell that's You're it. damn right. <laughs> I talked this kid up forever, and he's arrived. He, you know, he had 75 yards rushing, baby. I mean, he played great. He did. And, and James Conner was in the game. He had only 41 yards rushing. But, yeah, I'm happy for my man, Benny Snell. Played well last night. He did. And enough of the Chargers. They did it to me again. Oh, yeah. And I know they're banged up, but come on. You 20, you're down three scores to the Steelers who come in at one and four, and they got this dude at quarterback, and it's 24 nothing through three. Yeah, you I can't do anything. You. They had no rally. I, I watched the first half of this game. There was They had nothing. Nothing. The Chargers had no energy. There was nothing. Nothing. Rivers seemed like he didn't want to be there. I mean, it just, and that's not like him. They couldn't run it. It all. just couldn't do nothing. Galvin's, uh, Gordon's there. Eckler's there. I mean, they, they couldn't do nothing. They played like crap. Gordon, Melvin Gordon had 18 yards rushing. Uh, Eckler had 14. Yeah. Yeah. I Brutal. did get 14. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm. 32 yards on the ground on 14 carries. I mean, that did the Los Angeles Chargers the entire night. Did feel, uh, in a loss, did feel good for Hunter Henry, who had eight catches, 100 yards, and a couple touchdowns for the Chargers. I know it came in garbage. I mean, they're down 24-3 before he makes his first touchdown reception. But uh, you know, a young man that his a young tight end that's yeah. had one injury after another. Uh, it's good to see Hunter Henry back and playing uh, for the Chargers last night. I was happy to see that. Yeah, he was nine of eight, uh, uh, eight of nine, I should say. But yeah, no, it's definitely, um, definitely, definitely played better. But you're right, he's been banged up a lot. So good for him. Yeah, he's, two, uh, two I mean, touchdowns. Very yeah, impressive. one cat, one bad injury after another. Taz, yeah. it's great to see him back on the football field. Yeah, no, but totally the Chargers is. were terrible, horrible. Uh, so both those teams again last night, now 2-4. and four. The Niners are 5-0 and oh for the first time since 1990. They smother the Rams, 27, just 165 yards for L.A., 78 of those through the air from Jared Goff. The Broncos blank the Titans, 16-zip. Seattle escaping Cleveland, 32-28. The Vikings outscored the Eagles, 38-20. Four touchdown passes from Kirk Cousins, three of them to Stephon Diggs. Monday Night Football takes the Lions to Lambeau tonight. So now to the Astros and the Yankees. They're coming to New York with the ALCS tied at one. The Astros avoiding an 0-2 hole at home thanks to Carlos Correa. Solo blast leading off the 11th for a 3-2 win. As soon as I hit it, I knew it was going to go over the fence. Uh, uh, the adrenaline started pumping like crazy. I don't even know what I did. I got to go watch the video. I don't know who started it, but it's a Hulk Hogan move. Yeah, he Hand to the, the ear. He did give you yeah. the Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan started it. That's okay. Cool. Hulk Hogan started the Hulk Hogan movie. Gotcha. <laughs> That's who started it, to be honest with you. Uh, and then Correa, I think James Naismith started this. Uh, he shot his helmet like a basketball. I saw uh, that. His teammates. Yeah, he got the home cool. plate That's been done a lot, though. Yeah. I can't say Hulk Hogan started that, though. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so it's a 3-2 win again in 11 for the Astros. The ALCS is tied at one game three Yankee Stadium tomorrow afternoon. The Yanks didn't have Giancarlo Stanton last night. He tweaked the quad in game one. They think, they hope, he's ready for tomorrow. Now, game three tonight in D.C., the Nationals start in the NLCS with two wins in St. Louis. Now, Steven Strasburg throws the first pitch at 7.38 Eastern tonight. Jack Flaherty counters for the Cardinals. South Carolina AD Ray Tanner apologizing to Georgia 
for players and coaches ripping out part of the famous hedges at Sanford Stadium after Saturday's upset win. That loss drops the Bulldogs from 3rd to 10th in the new AP poll. LSU goes from 5th to 2nd after dumping Florida. Alabama remains number 1, giving the SEC the top two spots for the 29th time. Clippers head coach Doc Rivers said in passing yesterday, Paul George likely to miss at least the first 10 games of the coming season following off-season surgery on both of his shoulders. And on ice last night, the Pittsburgh Penguins, a 7-2 win in Winnipeg. The Golden Knights, a 5-2 win in L.A. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Um, one of the games you mentioned, Taz, how about the how about the Cowboys and Jets, right? So the Dallas Cowboys got some, despite the fact that they're 3-3, three and three, they're still right there in that NFC Eastern division. You know, Giants aren't going anywhere. We know how bad the Redskins are, even with their victory down in Miami in the the battle of the lifeless yesterday down in South Beach. Uh, They come away with the win. The Eagles lose in Minnesota. The Cowboys go into New York at MetLife Stadium or into Jersey, so to speak, um, and fall the Jets as a healthy touchdown favorite um, against Gangreen. Missing both tackles in the game. Um, Amari Cooper gets hurt with a quad injury out early uh, in this one. Uh, but you look at all every single one of their games this year, for the most part, right? Um, the Giants opening week fell behind seven nothing. Remember that great run by Saquon Barkley yes. and everything, yes, right? Yes, so yes. fall behind early in you know in a, you know at home against the Giants, right? Go on the road in Washington, fall behind early against the Redskins before yeah. they turn it up and win that game thirty one twenty one. Miami at home, Dolphins, right? They they play a lackluster first half, turn it on in half number two, win that right. game going away 31-6, right? Then you get the Saints, where there's conflicting reports of whether or not the you know the Cowboys changed the hand signals or Kellen Moore. Did you see that story, Kellen Moore and the hand signals at Boise State? I did not see that. New no. Orleans went back and watched him as a quarterback at Boise State mm. and watched his hand signals and some of his uh, audible language that he used at Boise State. And it transferred to some of the stuff that he's now doing oh, as wow. Cowboys offensive coordinator. That's some deep scouting right there. Yeah, think about that, <laughs> right? So yeah. and that and so the Saints were able to figure that out, right? Packers, right? Allowed four touchdowns to Aaron Jones, yep. fell behind, was kind of chasing the entire game, losing that game by, by 10, ten, right? Yeah, 10, right. Yeah. Yesterday, you know, on the road at MetLife Stadium, even with all the injuries, you think, okay, this is a get right, get healthy game for the Dallas Cowboys. They fall behind to the Jets. 21 to 3. Get the 62 yard field goal by Mayer at the end of the first half to make it 21 6 before they rally, eventually lose 24 22 in this one, Taz. I mean, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, how exactly do you coming off a lo- two straight losses, one at home to the Packers, one on the road to New Orleans? How exactly? I know Donald's back at quarterback. How are you down twenty-one-three to the Jets? Yeah, and 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 Zeke Elliott actually ran the ball pretty good. The offensive line internally, you know, the two guards in the, in the uh, center actually had a decent push on rushing plays uh, to the point of making that Elliott had over he had north of a hundred yards rushing with one TD. Um, it, it just it, the Jets' offense just ran its asses off. And just pushed and pushed and pushed. Donald was locked in. Kid was twenty three at thirty two with over three hundred thirty yards, you know, uh, and, and two touchdowns and one one interception. He played great, Sam. Donald didn't expect that, but to your point, the first half the Cowboys were getting just straight smoked, smoked. I was watching it by the Jets. It was it was. I'm like, wow, this is an old four team quarterback who's been on the shelf for a few weeks. 
and you're going against the team, the Cowboys, that I picked to win the whole base of the NFC. I was way off. And, um, yeah, uh, very surprising that the Cowboys would go after now. They had three losses in a row, I believe. And this is this is a this is embarrassing to come up here, you know, and 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 to get smoked. I'll get beat. Well, not smoked. They lost twenty four twenty two. But the feel of the game, they were getting smoked throughout the game. And oh, the Cowboys no. put up thirteen in the fourth quarter. That's right. What they, they did well. I thought the Cowboys played better in the second half. I mean, they, mind, they, they made went, some adjustments. Right. They yeah. did make adjustments. They were down fifteen at the break. They couldn't finish off some drives. Marimus also missed a forty yard field goal. Right. Yep. And, yep. I forgot and about I, that. And yeah. I also think Taz, when they're down, I think when. They have that set where they are down at the, I think at that stage they were down seven three before the Robbie Anderson touchdown reception. They're going for it on fourth and short inside the Jets ten yard line. Yeah, I know they got uh, to me and at watching the game at the time, I would have probably taken the field goal. I probably would have kicked the field I'm goal, making a seven six game. I don't know if I'm necessarily going for it there. And then blink of an eye, they get stopped on fourth down. <laughs> and then Robbie Anderson's running the other way for a touchdown. What you thought might have at, at worst been 7-6, at best been 10-7 Cowboys, is now all of a sudden 14-3 Jets Crazy. going the other way. It's insane, the momentum switch in the span of about, I'd say, about two and a half minutes there. It was. It really was crazy. And, and you know, when you get into, well, it was the fourth quarter. It was probably like, I don't know. 40-something seconds left somewhere in that vicinity. Um, great defensive, zero blitz deal, just right through, uh, what was it? Um, uh, what's Jamal that? Adams. Jamal, yeah, I guess it was on a strike. I mean, 33, I was going to say 33. Blitzes, uh, great job, great, Greg Williams' defense, tremendous stuff right there to stop the, the, the Cowboys as they're about to possibly win this game. And then how about the onside kick? I know. <laughs> the, the Jets almost blew that. Hits Demarius Thomas right yeah. in the chest, bounces away. He's able to reach out and pull it into his body before the Cowboys are able to jump on top of it, Taz. But, I mean, for Dallas here, you thought the pressure, if you're a Cowboys fan, you thought the pressure was on Garrett before. Uh, the pressure is really on Oof. Jason Garrett now. Here he is after the game talking about the three-game losing streak. Well, we haven't played well enough to win. It's really as simple as that. You and uh, you have to go back and, and you look at the specific things, you know, uh, in, in each of the phases of your football team and you try to get better. Yeah, well, I mean, you hope so. I mean, next week they take on the Philadelphia Eagles, they're back at home, and then they're on the road at the Giants, and then they take on the Minnesota Vikings at home. But, I mean, what means to think that they're all of a sudden going to respond against the Eagles, Taz? They just lost to the Jets on the road, and that defense got absolutely trashed, and they're missing guys left and right. Who knows if Amari Cooper's not going to be there? And they don't play well to begin these games. And, Dad, for Garrett here, the other thing, Taz, and I, when I was watching at the time, I said, you know, it's strange. Mm. But when when late in the, in the second half, I forget what series it was, when the Cowboys, oh, I think when they finally stopped the Jets, and not an interception, oh, I might have been just off the interception, and the defensive players are running off the field, and Garrett is putting his hands out to oh, high five. Oh, they went they to low, high five, low five, high and nobody, five, him, yeah. and nobody low fived him. Blown off Jones, I saw I that. I thought that oh, at, at the time, mm. I was like, wait a second, that's like a kind of a, a strange look oh, for the Cowboys head coach yeah. as he's popping his gum there. Um, it wasn't it, just one guy. No, it was like six or seven guys Ooh, that walked right, right by, by him. Head coach. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I forgot about that. that was, <laughs> it was kind of. I, was, I like, honestly, I felt bad I for felt Garrett. I felt bad for him too. I was, I was. He was probably. Over, I hope this is not on TV. I hope this is not on TV. I hope. This and then he tried to like TV. play it off after they blew him <laughs> off. I got. Like, oh, yeah, no problem. I didn't have yeah, my right, hand out. Exactly. I was actually going to grab my pants pocket. Right. I dropped my, some change. My change fell. Was, my hand was low. I, yeah, and Jimmy. Uh, yeah, it was like it was very that's embarrassing. It was very. And, I mean, that's like that's embarrassing. That's and a Jones tough was probably in the luxury box saying, "Yeah, don't shake his dang hand." Don't give him a high five. Yes. Yeah, he's, Jones is probably pissed at Garrett right yes, now. Yes, it was Jerry's birthday. Oh, was his birthday? Yeah, I think 77, I think 77 years old. Hey, he looks good. It's Jerry Jones. He looks yes. Good. Mm. That's a tough loss for the Cowboys. Yeah, that's, that's a bad deal. Now the Jets are emboldened. They got their quarterback back, and I love Sam Darnold. But I I, I did not think the Jets were winning that game. I thought the Cowboys were, were going to beat up on the Jets. Uh, one of us picked this game. Or before the weekend, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't remember if I, I did. think I did. You did. Yeah. I might have too. No, no, I picked did. the. I think okay. I picked the Cowboys. I, I'm sure you did. I, I I would be shocked if I didn't pick this game. I can't remember what I picked. Um, but whatever. It's, it's we'll, we'll. Yeah, we'll, I mean, I I didn't have a. I've been terrible with the picks. So yeah, uh, well. go Oppo. When you hear my selections on Fridays, go opposite. Yeah, right. You'll have a uh, winning yeah, yeah. Saturday and a winning Sunday. I, I did not take the <laughs> Cowboy game. You took. Yeah, I, I took Ravens, Cards, yeah. Packers. But yeah, uh, no, I took this game. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. Bad pick. Eight five five two one two. No, but it's really, it's not a bad pick if you think about it. It's a smart pick. Who the hell thought the Jets were going to do know. this? Taz, what was the line on the game? Seven. It's not a smart pick if you lose. No, well, you know what I mean. But this was a shot. A lot of people lost on this game. I this agree was... with you. It's just, I hate. Uh, you know what, Taz? Uh, in the NFL, you don't know week to week. And when you when you go, and I was, I really thought the Cowboys were going to get healthy on the Jets. And I'm watching the game with my son Jackson and my wife Donna. And uh, my son is rooting for the Jets. I'm like, I'm like Jackson, please. Pull for the family here. We're rooting for the Cowboys here this afternoon. Yeah. Why are you rooting for the Cowboys? I hate the Cowboys. I'm like, all right. It's well, begun already. It's well, a quasi-New York kid. So I know, I know. The kid, he's from Connecticut, and he's I, got a team from Jersey <laughs> with New York logos, but they, they don't know who to. He probably should be a Patriot fan at this point. Right. He's in New England, technically, your son. That is true. You're right know. about that. I know. Can't go wrong with that. But, well, you can't. Once Brady retires, then the run ends. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. It's Taz and the Moose here on this Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio is for live, brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Time right now to ask the pros where you, the listener, get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Can guarantee low prices, excellent customer service. Where at O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every single day. And I think on Sunday, people will remember as a day that uh, the San Francisco 49ers arrived, Taz, because uh, their performance uh, in Los Angeles against the Rams 
uh, defensively was just brilliant. The fact that Jared Goff was held to 78 yards passing, the fact that the Rams only ran Oof. for 109 yards, their defensive line, and you know we did a you know we did a BCS. Was it last week we did that BCS? I believe it was right on the NFC West. I think or, it was. was it yeah, two weeks uh, ago maybe two weeks, two weeks ago. A couple weeks back ago, we yeah. did it right yeah. when we were talking about the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Forty yep. Niners. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and you know I wasn't believing in the Forty Niners yesterday. They, how could they not grab your attention to what they were able to do? Uh, on defense and good enough offensively as well. I mean, Garoppolo throws for 243, but they they have arrived back as a franchise because they're here to stay. Uh, What they can do at the point of attack offensively and especially defensively, Taz, that translates regardless of opponent. Yeah, and Gurley was out. That helped. That helped the Niners' defense because the run game was limited for the Rams for sure. But no, I agree with everything you just said. And they, they they, I mean, it's like I did not expect this. Once Jimmy G got hurt last year, and he, I didn't expect him to come back to be like he like we. I thought maybe it was a one trick pony. You know, he's sitting on the, on riding pine for the Patriots for so long. Then he goes to the Niners, makes all this noise, does great. And then he gets hurt. And it's like ah, eh, maybe that ship has sailed. Well, no, I was wrong. That ship has not sailed. That ship is just getting it going. And and you know they got a they definitely got a winnable game next week. They're playing your Redskins, you know, in Washington. So that's, they could yeah, definitely that's winnable. You know, that's <laughs> I would say so. That's definitely winnable. <laughs> and then they got the Panthers and the uh, and the Cardinals. But anyway, yeah, I I um I'm with you, man. This this Forty ers team. There's just something. There's just something about them. That kid Bosa is really just making a plethora of noise on that edge. Um, it works, man. Everything about them works. They're just and they're five and zero. I mean. Would you have thought they would have been five? No, I would not point? have. No, I mean, really? and I like the Rams yesterday. I think I think that was one of my other picks as well. Oh yeah, um, the Rams. How about yeah. Kittle? Kittle was great. Oh, Eight God. catches, one hundred and three yards. And I think was it Gronkowski? Was he say on Fox that he uh, he's the guy that closely resembles him in the National he's Football right. League? He's right. He's yeah. right. Yeah, Kittle was great. But think about listen to this, Taz. Uh, for when you look at that defense, they had four sacks, eight tackles for loss, and six quarterback hits. Man. Wow. I mean, you look at a defense that imposing their will. That's now, a good offensive line the Rams have. Yeah, that's not a bad offensive <laughs> no, line. They got a good it, offensive it, line. It's not like they're going up against one of the you know no. one of the worst you know the Giants of uh, you know O-line, two three years so, ago. Right, right. They're not going up against you know that's a Rams offensive line. Plus, you're going up against a play caller Taz and McVay that knows mm. how to deal with even if he's got a deficiency <clears throat> up front. With his play calling and his offensive genius knows how to alleviate the pressure on his quarterback in order to get rid of the football, and they couldn't do it all afternoon long. It's further a testament to just how good that 49ers defensive front is. I mean, they win the game, the Niners, 20-7. to But more importantly, first downs, the 49ers, 22 Freaking Rams, 10. Tyler Possession was like totally lopsided towards the Rams. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, towards the 49ers. It I just what I don't know what's a bigger story. This Rams team being 5 0 with this awesome defense they have, or I'm sorry, uh, 49ers being 5 0 with this awesome defense, or how bad the Rams sitting at 3 and 3 right now after how they were last year. Yeah, you're I mean, right. I don't get and, it. Uh, just... The Rams held the football for just a tad over 21 minutes. It just shows you the ability where a ground game and turning out those first downs can do for you, right? Tevin yeah. Coleman, Matt Breda, they both had themselves a, a decent enough afternoon where they split carries. I think it was like 14 and 15 carries respectively, but they made it a point to go out and run the football, Taz. And well, I tell you, I think it's a bigger – to me, it's a bigger surprise that the 49ers are 5-0 and than the Rams are 3-3, and to answer your question. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And I got to tell you this, too. 
I re- what I thought the Browns would be as far as watching like the beginning of this year, as far as an exciting team to watch. Now, as I watch the Niners, that's what the Niners are. They're fun to watch. I mean, if yeah. you got if you got no skin in the game with these games, like if you, you know, I don't. Yeah, know. you just watch it because you're yeah. a football fan. I mean, jeez, man, it's 49 team. I'm look. I don't want to come off like it's like you know uh, uh, the Joe Montana years or the Jerry Rice years here. I'm not saying that, but man, they're impressive. They're sitting five and zero, and they played a, a, a couple of good teams. So. Yeah, well, well they, you're right about the Brown comparison, even though it's a little bit different because you know I got excited about the Browns offensively more than defensively, and I think the 49er defense is probably what excites me more than the 49er offense. But I, I, I think your your point is, is very valid. It's a great point. Is that it's this task is that when you see a team in a franchise turn a corner, and the, I certainly thought the Browns did last year because they were exciting and fun to watch week in and week out. It's exciting of as a football fan watching it when a team has been a doormat, right? Or and right. and all of a sudden they find it, and then you're watching all these guys playing really, really well together, and you're seeing with San Francisco, which makes it a really enjoyable watch. And yesterday was a game where you said, "Oh, let me see." I think they're a product of their schedule. They really haven't played anybody. I mean, they beat Cincinnati. You know, our, you look at these teams. They beat the Steelers without Roethlisberger. They beat Pittsburgh, even though they turned the football over. Look at this. <clears throat> you know, now yesterday. There's no bones about it. Everyone, you know, everyone I knew was on the Rams. Everyone's like, the Rams are going to get healthy. Rams are going to find a way. 49ers are not that good. Oh, who cares that they beat Baker and the Cleveland Browns? Right, right. And you know what? They kicked their rear end up sure and down did. the field. And I'll tell you, I don't know if the game was on NBC or C- no CBS or Fox, whatever game it was, the, the Niners game, whatever channel. Um, they made the defensive coordinator for the Niners, uh, and he's doing a great job. Robert Sally, Sally, they made him a star. They couldn't oh, keep the camera. Oh, I know. Cameras on him. Enough. Bolton Jones. I got him. He's a big, <laughs> intense guy. Awesome. That's great. Enough. Uh, it was a good day sports for sports fans down in Houston. We'll explain. Get into that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 